What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, are the usual panelists. We've got Callum Wiggins. Yo. And Robert DeFelice. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. We are talking about two different events today. We are talking first off with NXT TakeOver Phoenix, and then later on in a different video and in a different iTunes and Stitcher feed, we will be talking about the Royal Rumble for 2019. So that's where you're going to get a double dose of us today. And then, of course, afterward, on both of these pay-per-views, we're going to be doing the post-shows. So four different things revolving around the pay-per-view point coming up, starting off with that NXT TakeOver talk. So let's get into that one. Just dive right into it here. We have five matches currently announced for this, and we're actually recording this around 3 p.m. on Wednesday. So there is a chance that maybe they tweak some things here and there later on in the night. However, according to the different spoilers of what had already been put up there and, you know, the things that had happened during the previous tapings, it doesn't seem like there's that much of a chance that they're really going to be adjusting things too much. So uh, keep that in mind, everybody, in case they do end up putting something else out there. But one thing that we can get into that I'm pretty sure isn't going to be changing at all is Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. This is their third match together. the last one was at the last takeover, uh, not the last one, the first one, Matt Riddle knocked out Cassius Ono in one kick, and, you know, five seconds later, he pins him, and that's the end of it, but their feud has continued, it's kind of carried over into a little bit of Keith Lee stuff, because Keith Lee's the guy that you beat to be able to kind of keep the feud going, I guess, and Cassius Ono lost a second match, so my first question to you guys is, why are we hitting a third match between this? It's already 2-0. and and it's a decisive 2-0 as well with that first win. I think because this is the match that will try to steal a show. And I think it's a comfortable working environment for Matt Riddle. They're not ready to push him to any championship yet. And it gives Cash Zono a good spotlight. And I think he deserves more of those. Yeah, it's just an opportunity to introduce Matt Riddle in, in with the safest pair of hands you've probably got in NXT right now and the guy that can produce excellent matches I don't think there's a ring general like Cassius Ono in NXT so to put Matt Riddle with him it's just a great recipe for a great match you guys agree with me or disagree with me that this should be a gimmick match it should it should be a street fight or something yeah yeah knockout rules or like a even two out of three falls yeah it seems weird that it's a singles match as well that's the one criticism i have of it i'm just not into it all that much like i've seen him beat him already and now i'm kind of over it and i really wish that there would have been something else going on instead i think there's just a few matches that i don't mind seeing multiple times and well, the first match we had wasn't really a match. It was just a move to get Matt Riddle over immediately. The second match was very good as well, but I think they can go a step further, which is probably why you would add a stipulation into this. But I I, I like the direction they've taken with Cassius Ono in terms of being an embittered veteran that's so tired of people coming in, shining new toys, as he calls them, coming in and stealing the spotlight from him when he's been just left to like 
gather dust over time, it seems. So, so yeah, but it works and it's works. It's built up into this feud. So they've taken the fact that Cassie Sono was not deemed a priority for a long time and built it into his own story where he's finally getting a little bit of spotlight. So I'm happy with this match. It's just there's there's four other matches which are more significant because they've got championships on the line. But as an additional bonus into it, which is going to be, I assume, very physical due to the nature of the feud that's built up. I think it'll just be a good palate cleanser between two of the more significant matches. See, I kind of would go more along the lines that I'd rather see Matt Riddle and Keith Lee team up and do a tag team match against Cassisono and somebody else. I don't really know exactly who. And I'm looking through my list right now and kind of off the top of my head. <laughs> God, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who would necessarily fit the bill for that perfectly because it's kind of like, all right, the Forgotten Sons are all in a group together. The Undisputed Era is in a group together. Shane Thorne maybe could fill that role. But then that's not all that super impressive. Maybe and Jack, maybe just Jackson Marika. <laughs> Get rid of the other two. We could just treat Kazizono as a forgotten son almost. Because I was going to ask that question: Can we make him the leader of the Forgotten Sons? You know what? That actually could be a fine, kind of fun storyline if they would have like approached him backstage and been like, you know, hey, you've been forgotten about too. You should join us. And then maybe kind of tease that he would join the Grow and maybe have yeah. like. Uh, who are the other two? It's Blake and Cutler. Yeah, Cutler. Yeah. So um, maybe they could be ringside and it could be kind of like you can team up with Jackson Riker and that way you, you, we know, we, we can figure out whether or not we want you to join us like that. And then Matt Riddle and Keith Lee win and then Cassiano doesn't necessarily join, but so that would be more fun. I think right there in the course of two minutes of discussion, we've already figured out a more interesting match. <laughs> At least in my mind. Uh, yeah, just not feeling it all that much. I'm assuming that Matt Riddle wins. You guys going with him too? Yeah, um, win. yeah, but I will throw in the caveat of I'm always happy for a potential Cassisono victory in any case. I think I would have rather enjoyed a Dominic Dijakovic squash match instead of this. Maybe like... I mean, ideally, like, I'd like to see something like he gets a little bit of a spotlight by fighting somebody on the main roster. That'd be kind of cool. He beats, like, I don't know, Apollo Crews or something like that. But, eh. Mojo Rawley. Yeah, why not? Just throw Mojo Rawley to the Wolves. I'm sure he's He's hanging around in, you know, main event land somewhere. Um, What else do we have? We've got the... Tag team titles are on the line. This is a feud that's been going on for a long time, and maybe you guys are on the same page that I am, which I'm just hoping that it's over at this point. And it's that War Raiders are getting another shot at the titles against the Undisputed Era. This is, I think, their third title shot, if I remember correctly. We haven't seen this match yet. Yeah. Yeah, they have. They they did it at... Remember, there was a San Jose taping, and ended up being... Uh, not broadcast, but it ended up being like a whole thing where they did Tommaso Ciampa against Aleister Black. Ciampa retained, and uh, Undisputed Era retained against. Well, that's one that we haven't seen, but I'm pretty sure that they had done a match before. I think they on, did one on NXT. NXT. That was a, that was a small finish. Yeah, but yeah, so like they were going towards War Games. Yeah, it's just 
this is so this is the third one that they've done at the very least on that regard and they kind of were dragging this out a little bit with the war games thing like you know they they didn't want the titles to change hands yet and kind of hoping that they don't do that that again this time this match they've been feuding for so long that it seems like we've seen this before but uh, i still think it'll be a great match and maybe i'm in the minority but i don't think the champions lose I'm almost kind of hoping that they don't. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the War Raiders right now. I'll put it this way. War Raiders have won me over more than what they had done before War Games, and I'm okay with like the belts transitioning if that's like the natural progression of things, but I don't want War Raiders to lose this and then have another match for the tag titles against Undisputed Era at the next takeover in New York. At that point, just put the titles on them, and then move on to something else and do, I don't know, Undisputed Era against four different people at uh, New York. I don't know who those uh, four people would be, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm very much looking forward to this match. Uh, War Raiders, I think, have been, they've been protected, but they haven't really been given prominence that they should have been. They're a team that's far, far better than like many on the main roster. And after seeing so much of their work in New Japan and Ring of Honor, they can deliver on a stage such as this. And especially with facing someone like Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, uh, this has all the potential to pretend to be a sleeper to steal the show. It's just a nice blend of technical ability and submission style against brute power. But then you also add the fact that Hanson and Rowe are very athletic and can fly around the ring if they want to as well. I think it's just going to be very fun and pull out a lot of stuff that... This this could be the match that really get the War Raiders over in a lot of people's mind. If they've been a bit on the fence about them or they think the Undisputed Era are super cool, because obviously they are really cool, but... And so they're going to cheer for them over the War Raiders. This could be the one that match that turns everything around for them. Let's kind of look forward to the future a little bit here and see what we can go with, even though we can kind of do this when it comes to the post show a little bit too. But if the belts go to War Raiders, I think that that's a pretty safe sign that Undisputed Era is coming up after WrestleMania, right? You'd assume so. Mm. Yeah. Who would you but, guys think would be the next in line after War Raiders for the tag titles? Whoever wins the Dusty Rhodes Classic. What, Very true. Well, last year they did that around WrestleMania time, right? Well, they yes. were going to... They they originally got... Yeah, so they were originally going to do it, and the winner was, was going to get the shots at the tag titles in uh, like the New Orleans takeover, but then the tag team champions got involved, and so they turned it into a triple threat tag team title match. Whereas what was originally supposed to happen were the Dusty Rhodes Classics winners were supposed to face the champions at New Orleans. So they'll just redo that for this show. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious if they do that, then that gives them a lot of different options for other people to kind of come into the mix. Because they've done in the past where just because people were not on the NXT roster didn't mean that they weren't competing. We've had... You know, performance center people that were like the Ely brothers. They were never really a part of NXT 100%, but they were in, you know, preliminary rounds. And we've got European Union now in NXT UK, and they kind of pop up in NXT as well. We've got 
Zach Gibson and uh, James Drake. We've got Gallus that could be a part of this kind of a thing. And there's a lot of different varieties of what they could do here. And I'd love to see maybe something like the Coffee Brothers against War Raiders down the line or something. Um, be kind of interesting. I don't know. As far as I know, they haven't announced anything about the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic, right? Um, not yet, but I mean, I'm assuming talking, the takeover I, uh, tapings afterward, I guess. Right, but I just remembered the Forgotten Sons. No pun intended. I <laughs> think they will probably be the next challengers. Maybe, yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine that it would be the Street Profits, you know? It's, it's something to determine once we know who's won, whether because it, it will determine what, who will be the challenger, will be a babyface or a heel team, most likely. Yeah. You can't know until after the, on the post show. Yeah, so if at the very least, if we get new tag team champions on TakeOver Phoenix, there's a, at least a very solid chance that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will be returning. They'll be doing that over the course of the tapings for February and March, and leading up to NXT TakeOver, uh, I was going to call it New Orleans again, NXT TakeOver New York. And um, at that point, Forgotten Sons, a bunch of other people possibly in the mix, European Union, and everybody that we mentioned before. But uh, I, I think that there's a good chance here, and I'm going to stick with my prediction that War Raiders win the titles. How about you guys? I've got a... I've got an outlandish idea, and I'll get more into it as we go down the line on this card, but I say Undisputed Era keeps it, and maybe Undisputed Era DIY winners take all in New York. Hmm. Well, I'm sticking with War Raiders as well. So, we got a couple different possibilities of some title changes there how do you guys feel about Shayna baszler and bianca belair or the uh nxt women's championship because right now going into this Shayna baszler is a two-time champ and for the most part pretty unstoppable but bianca belair is undefeated so something's got to give no it doesn't you thinking just kind of double count out or something like that i'm going well or while well, Bianca Belair to, wins by count out. Yeah, it goes straight into my prediction. Shayna Baszler gets herself disqualified. Very much could be the case. by Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke. But do you think the belt will eventually go from Shayna to Bianca? Yeah, they'll just wait till uh, New, New York and New Jersey to do that. I, I'm, see, I'm I know. A... Well, I go know ahead. people have a issue with special events ending matches ending in DQ finishes. My excuse for this being a good thing for NXT is that it's it's building towards a wider story. It extends the feud a little bit longer. And they don't often do that. Like if they were doing it all the time, or if they did it once every show, then I'd say, yeah, it's an annoying finish. But if you don't do it for I don't know, seven or eight takeovers and you just and then decide to do it because it fits into the story better, then go ahead and do it. It's not we're not a pay-per-view system anymore, especially with NXT. NXT is confined entirely to the network. The NXT TakeOver show is just another extension of that. So you shouldn't have to always end. You should, you should for the most part, have clean, decisive finishes on these shows, but you don't have to have it all the time. I'm not entirely convinced, as much as I love Bianca, that Bianca is the woman who defeats Shayna Baszler. So, I'm going with Shayna to retain here, 
And I think Bianca will have her moment, but not tonight. I'm of two opinions. I'm kind of stuck between a couple different things here because part of me thinks Bianca Belair has so much positive uh, momentum going her way when it comes to people touting her as being like, you know, the standout for the division and all the other kind of things like that. And she is undefeated, so they, they've given her that undefeated thing for a reason. But at the same time, I had originally thought that this was going to go towards a Candice LeRae thing, and they completely ignored Candice LeRae. She's not remotely factored in here. And then I started to think that Io Shirai was going to be the next one that they really pushed. And I still kind of feel like Io Shirai could get that spot, because we do have two months worth of tapings to go through after this. So that's enough time in my mind to build up Shirai, especially in the sense that when uh, Kyrie Sane is her best friend and then Kyrie Sane's got that feud with Shayna Baszler, it would make sense to me if we get something down the line where it's like Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, and Io Shirai team up six woman tag against the three of the four horsewomen. And then that starts transitioning into Io Shirai and Bianca Belair just kind of fades away and we're not supposed to think about it. But I could definitely see Belair winning here or New York. And a big, big factor behind this too is when do they call up Shayna Baszler? I'm thinking Shayna Baszler has to stick around in NXT a little while longer because of Shafir and Duke because they're not ready yet on their own. So I don't think she's coming up after WrestleMania. I don't think she's coming up in the Superstar Shakeup. And if that's the case, maybe they don't even have her lose at New York, you know? It's definitely a possibility that she doesn't lose it until later on in this year. Maybe a little bit closer to, like, SummerSlam or so. Well, here's my caveat to the side of things, because I, I still going to go with my prediction of Baszler retain. well, quote-unquote retains, but Bianca wins the match. The caveat is that I think there's a very big possibility that Shayna Baszler is in the Rumble. Yeah. And... She could be in the very much be in the Rumble and stay in NXT. We've seen that before anyway, because Corey Sane was the NXT Women's Champion. What was she? No, Amber Moon was. Amber Moon was, yeah. And then she was in the Rumble. So there's a, a very real possibility. But I could see that being Shayna's call up if she was to lose the match. Because Asuka needs to challenge her to going into WrestleMania. And there's no there's no better placed woman to pose a real physical threat to ask his title reign outside of obviously Becky and Charlotte, who will be probably be fighting Bronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Obviously talk about that in the next recording, but um, then Shayna Baszler. So they could fast track her to the main roster after the show. Hmm. Or do, do they fuck Becky and put her as the champion and then have Shayna versus Becky? They could do that as well. I don't see. I mean, hmm. it sounds like an awful thing to say, like they fuck Becky by giving her a championship and a cha- her own championship match. <laughs> I know, it's just weird. <laughs> if but, anything, uh, that fucks uh, Oscar more than anything. But yeah, I know. But it's just a sense of that—that's a potential option. There's, I mean, there's obviously a potential option as well that WWE decides that Curry Sane and the Ashiro don't need any more seasoning and bring them up as a tag team to compete for this the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Yeah, that's true. They could do that. Because they're two Japanese people, and so they must be a team together. <laughs> they must be <laughs> friends. They must be allies. 
and then it's a stable with Asuka, and then yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, I I lean a little bit more towards, and this is of course a Royal Rumble prediction as well. I lean a little bit more towards the idea that Shayna Baszler is going to go to Monday Night Raw, and that Ronda Rousey is going to go to SmackDown after the Superstar Shakeup and all that, because I think that they want Ronda as part of the whole Fox thing, and I can see a transition being. I think we're getting that triple threat at WrestleMania. I think. Becky Lynn, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda, because I don't think that they they want just Becky. And I think that they know, as stubborn as they are, that if they went with just Flair and Rousey, that people would be pissed. So that kind of means who fights Asuka. And Shayna Baszler might do that, but then Shayna Baszler's on the SmackDown side of things, and then that kind of kills that. So I think... Depending on their plan, which, of course, in retrospect, we're going to be able to look at this in hindsight and be like, oh, my God, of course, this was obvious in like a month or so. But I'm leaning more towards the idea that Shayna Baszler retains the title here and just beats Bianca Belair. And that's just the end of her undefeated streak. Maybe she wins at New York. Maybe Io Shirai wins. Maybe Shayna Baszler keeps the title after New York. But I think in the grand scheme of things, Bianca Belair's undefeated streak isn't the big story here. I think it's keeping it on Baszler. So I do like your idea about the uh, the DQ finish. That could very well happen. That's a good, like, have your cake and eat it too kind of scenario. Exactly. And I love cake. <laughs> well, it depends and on I, what cake. I, I yeah. no, it's like, you know, it's fine, yeah. carrot cake or something like that, then fuck that. And, um, and just, oh, just to say as well, I'm so looking forward to this match. Oh, uh, this is match. definitely, this is my my number two match of the night. Because sure. I'd see Baszler torture Belair, and then I want to see the spot of Baszler has Bianca locked in a submission, and then Bianca like attacks her with the hair to get out of it, and then afterwards Baszler grabs her by the hair and uses that as a weapon against Bianca. Just because that's because that's, that's of, the vicious bitch that would do that stuff. That's kind of what I think the finish will be. I think the other four horsewomen distract the ref, and she uses the hair. To also choke out Bianca. That would actually be a pretty good for the finish. And it's like, there you go, your live by the sword, die by the sword kind of finish. Were we talking about this on a podcast or just elsewhere? That eventually down the line, she has to have that hair put on the line for something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it should be a hair versus title match on the main roster at some point. Because that could, that could even be the, uh, the New York thing, you know? I would do it against... Um... I would have that against some sort of um, women's wrestler that's close to retiring. Like, say, Mickey James decides to hang it up soon, or Natalia, or something like that. That should be the stipulation hair versus career against somebody. Makes sense. I uh, actually completely forgot to talk about something before we had gotten into the matches, so I'm going to kind of split the difference here. And let's talk about the NXT Year End Awards, because that's going to be taking place in the uh, pre-show. And I'm going to try to speed through these as much as possible, but possible predictions of who you guys think is going to end up winning. We've got female competitor of the year. It's either going to be Nikki Cross, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Bianca Belair. I'm thinking Shayna Baszler. It's fan voted, right? Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Sane. Or Bianca Belair. One of those two. I'm going with Shayna. We got male competitor of the year. That's Ciampa, Gargano, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, Andrade, Cien Almas. I'm not going to just say Andrade. 
Adam Cole and <laughs> Pete Dunne. Right there, that's a tough one. I I lean more towards possibly Ciampa, but at the same time, it wouldn't shock me at all if practically anybody won here, except I don't think Pete Dunne or Andrade Cien, uh, Cien Amis is going to win. I'm going with the Velveteen Dream. Yeah, same. Fan voted. Velveteen Dream wins. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't be uh, disappointed in it either. Overall competitor of the year, it's all those people. Uh, that Dream. one... Maybe, yeah, maybe. It'd be kind of funny if it was like that one was, um, I don't know, Pete Dunne or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me if Pete Dunne won, but I'd, I'd go for the dream on both of those. We've got NXT um, tag. Oh, wait, no, yeah, Rob, you didn't say yours. And I, I would go just selfishly because he's who I would pick, but Adam Cole. Hmm. NXT tag team of the year. We have Undisputed Era. They're going to win, right? (laughs) Yeah, they must. They should win, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be heavy machinery or something. Uh, Takeover of the year, God knows. uh, New Orleans, maybe. New Orleans Orleans, or or War Games. I could see War Games, too. I wouldn't go War Games, but, you know. The match of the year, I'm not going to read them all off on. uh, The thing that stands out to me the most, I think, is probably Ciampa Gargano from... Uh, New Orleans, but that's kind of up in the air. I wouldn't be shocked at all if it went to the North American title ladder match or something. Yeah, it's in my mind there are three matches that I think would be worthy winners, which are the North American ladder match, the first Champa Gargano match, or the Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano match from the first takeover of the year. I'm going to go with something Gargano and Champa related, whether it's the last man standing or the one in New Orleans, I'm sure Gargano and Ciampa are going to get it. Uh, there's NXT rivalry of the year. That's Gargano, Ciampa, Carisina, Baszler, Why Black. are you saying the rest? Yeah. It's Gargano and Ciampa. It's Gargano, Ciampa. That's a good point. <laughs> it's not going to be like Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler. I don't know. It has to be Gargano, Ciampa. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Although... They do have Aleister Black, Gargano, Ciampa, and for some reason they threw in Nikki Cross. So well, because she was the catalyst for it. Yeah, but they, she wasn't really feuding with them. You know what I mean? That's kind of like throwing really Candice LeRae in there. It would have been a lot more fun if she was fighting. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that gives it a run for its money, is if they go with the one that includes Aleister Black. But Gargano, Ciampa, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, Yeah, the breakout star of the year, those are Bianca Belair, Lacey Evans, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, War Raiders, and EC3. We can probably rule out a couple of these people, I think. I can't imagine Dakota Kai wins. She's good, but she's not going to compare. Lacey Evans really didn't do all that much, so she doesn't deserve to win in my book. I like her a lot, but she didn't win a title. She didn't have a takeover match, you know, nothing like that. Same with EC3. It leans more, in my mind, to Ricochet. Ricochet or Belair is the... Yeah, I was thinking Belair, but Ricochet too. Belair could definitely steal that from him. Well, it's not really stealing, because she deserves it too. But uh, at least Ricochet, he won the title. He's been on every takeover, I think, since he's been a part of the company. He deserves it, I think. So. Uh, Djakovic isn't on this list? No, because he just like started. Okay. And he doesn't deserve to win it, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, t- he is on the list, though, for uh, 
future star of NXT. And that also includes Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae for some reason, uh, Mia Yim, Forgotten Sons, Kota Reeves, <laughs> and Duke and Shafir. So I think that this is a one-person race. It's Matt Riddle. You should yeah. be Matt Riddle, yeah. Fuck Kona Reeves. I don't understand why he's <laughs> even in the mix there. So those are the ones that are going to be happening on the pre-show. Of course, I'm going to be, you know, having the results of that up on the site. So check that out if you guys are interested in that. Let's move on to back to the matches. We have the NXT North American Championship is on the line between Ricochet and Johnny Gargano. There's a possibility on here that Velveteen Dream gets added to this match. Because there is some kind of a promo that involves him talking about the North American title. So maybe. But... They've already put up the graphics for Ricochet and Gargano, so I'm assuming not. And um, if that's the case, maybe that factors into the Royal Rumble. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's something to do with the whole tweeting thing. I don't know, but I think if it stays Gargano and Ricochet, Gargano wins the title. I hope so. I said this in the triple threat last week, but Gargano needs to win this match. Otherwise, I'm beginning to think... He'll just never win singles gold in NXT. And I think that either way, whether it's this match or the world title match, Gargano and Ciampa are going to be working together by the end of the night. Yeah, my prediction is that Gargano wins as well. I mean, this match is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. This is my number one match. And... I think Ricochet's had a good run with the title. It's, I mean, it hasn't been anything super spectacular, but it's involved quite a few very good matches. He's held the title for about six months at this point. Feels like that, at least. Uh, Adam Since Cole Brooklyn, won it right? in New Orleans, and then, yeah, I think Brooklyn. Yeah, so he's held it for quite a significant amount of time. Gargano hasn't won a championship in NXT. And even though most people believe that his first one would be the World Championship, the North American Championship makes sense, especially the way that his storyline with Champa has been progressing. So I think Gargano sneaks a victory here. Doesn't have to be decisively clean. Yeah. Not only do I think that, but I also kind of think that Ricochet is in the Royal Rumble. And it wouldn't shock me at all if Ricochet is fighting for the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania. And I also kind of think that Johnny Gargano is going to fight Velveteen Dream in uh, New York. So if Gargano wins the title, then Gargano defends the North American Championship against Velveteen Dream, and that makes perfect sense in my mind. I think it's just all around, it's kind of, it's sort of time for Gargano to win a championship, and it's kind of time for Ricochet to lose it. This match is going to be so fucking good, though. Like, oh, man. Really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to this so much. This match is the one match out of all the matches for both events that I'm most looking forward to. Outside of the fact that it's Royal Rumble, you know. You know, I know not everybody needs to be on every show, but it feels kind of empty that we're at a takeover without Velveteen Dream or Adam Cole. I'm fine with it. Cole might be ringside, if that counts. Yeah. There's... They're, they're, the benefits of being in NXT and the fact that, that they keep the shows so concise with the weekly show just an hour and the takeover show is usually two to two and a half hours long is that you sort of miss people that aren't on it, but that makes you more excited to see them when they're on it next. 
Whereas in shows like Raw and SmackDown, because the show is so long, everyone's overexposed. I so agree. I can agree it actually, with that. It actually builds a little bit more suspense to, oh, well, I wonder what they're going to do with these guys next. And it's can't say that these aren't the matches they've been building up over this time. So it's it's a logical card, if it even if it does miss out a few key players from the past year. Well, two key players from the last year have been Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black, and they are fighting for the NXT Championship again. And this one is something that I feel is an easy call, but at the same time, it's also kind of confusing. And let me clarify that by saying, I think that Ciampa retains here because I can't imagine that they just give it back to Aleister Black. But at the same time, I have no idea where they go from here. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting situation. NXT has gotten so much leeway with me in the sense that, let's put it this way, if this was a case with WWE main event and I thought, okay, so it's obvious, not so much obvious who's going to win, but it's likely that this person's going to win, but I have absolutely no idea who they're going to face next. I'd see that as a bad thing, whereas yeah. NXT I is an exciting thing. And yeah, that's true. I agree. Because because they, they've gained enough goodwill with me that I'm totally convinced that whatever storyline involving Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, they know exactly where they're going with it. It feels like this has been planned out for about three years. It, it seems like that much thought and effort is going into it. I, too, believe that Ciampa is going to be retaining here, and this is going to lead to eventually a reunion of DIY. And that's going to stretch out for a good six to nine months. I don't think Jumper holds the title too much longer. I do see him losing it in New Orleans. I just don't know to who yet. Could be Velveteen Dream. Could be Matt Riddle if they want to fast track him immediately to the title picture. Could be... uh, See, that's the thing that's... Take him from the North American Championship, give him the World Championship. That's the thing that's tough to me because I... I think that Ricochet's coming up. I think that they know that he's already seasoned enough and he can just move on. And I feel like Matt Riddle would be moving on right now if they thought that he was heading towards that direction. They wouldn't be coming back to the Cassius Ono thing. So the Matt Riddle thing to me feels like they're stalling for that. And then Gargano's definitely still a heel. So that defeats the whole Gargano Ciampa thing. Unless they just want to do heel versus heel, you know, I mean, they could just do that. And Velveteen Dream already had his thing with Ciampa, and I kind of feel like if that defeats the purpose of the whole Gargano-Velveteen Dream thing, and I'm just sort of up in the air, it's like, well, who else do you have? Because they're not going to just suddenly start pushing, like, Raul Mendoza and make him a world champion, or... I don't know. Like, that's really tough. Who are you to doubt Raul Mendoza? I'm Tony fucking Mango. That's who I am. <laughs> uh, that's a good answer. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, I can see... I can maybe see a scenario where they upgrade Keith Lee and he fights Gargano for the North American title instead of Velveteen Dream and Velveteen Dream does get that rematch with Ciampa. But I don't know. That's a stretch, I think. It's it's so difficult because we won't know until really off the rumble because there's quite a considerable number of NXT people that are more than ready to make the jump to the main roster. But 
at this point in time, they don't seem to know what they're doing with the people they've already called up to the main roster. So putting in people like Alistair Black or the Velveteen Dream or Ricochet or anybody else just going to muddy the waters even more, it seems. It's very but, confusing. But there's, there are an abundance of options to the NXT Championship. None of them seem perfect, but again, like I say, NXT has got enough goodwill with me that I'm sure they can try and make it perfect or make it as close to perfect as they possibly can. I just see the long-term vision, well, at least for a while, of Gargano and Ciampa both holding the two singles championships and using that as the common ground to bring them together and realise that, oh, maybe Gargano realising, oh, Ciampa was right. This is how you have to behave or how you have to think and feel to be a champion. And that's the thing that draws them together, that Gargano starts to realise that he was wrong and Ciampa was right. That's the thing that's like the, the the real killing thing to turn him from a kind of tweener that he is now, where he still thinks he's doing good, to like fully fledged. You're a total heel. You're a total dick, and you're back together with DIY, but as a completely different team. It's going to get to the end point where uh, Gargano and Champa. I don't know if fighting at the WrestleMania 36 takeover. And that'll be just the actual end of the feud, a feud that stretched over three years. I mean, what's the last time that ever happened? It's been a long time. And, and they've done if enough. Ever. Here, yeah, and they've done enough here to keep them separated but still linked. So it's not like we're just seeing Champer and Gargano fighting each other every single show in all of that time. I mean, it stretches even longer than that because they were a tag team as well. So it's stretching from the start of them being a tag team in NXT up till now, and it's probably if. It goes how at least I predict it will go. It'll stretch on way further from that point. It's just like a five-year arc of their story or something along those lines. It's ridiculous, but it's so good. It's so compelling. Yeah, to echo something that you said before, at least since this is NXT, I believe that whatever it is that's like waiting for me in the horizon, I'm still interested. And it's not like, oh man, this is going to suck or something. It's like, wow, what are they going to do? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean it's different. I mean, obviously NXT in general tends to deliver for the most part, but it's the fact that it's Gargano and Champa. So that's the because that's the one thing they've gotten consistently right for the longest time. Like they didn't break them up too early; they broke them up just at the right time, and they've played off it since then. And so, if it was any other feud, I'd be slightly concerned at this point. But the fact it's those two, I think they know what they're doing. Everyone knows what they're doing with it. They're the two like figureheads of NXT. There's just two people I don't ever see going up to the main roster, at least not until this story is concluded. Like they can't leave until Gargano has vanquished Champa once and for all. They definitely did this better than they did Owens and Zayn. Yeah, this should have been what Owens and Zayn should have been. Besides the fact that obviously Zayn got injured in an opportune time and they decided to call Owens up to the main roster immediately. Hmm. Like Push comes to shove. Back. I'm going Ciampa, and you guys are going the same as well, right? Yeah, Ciampa with help from Gargano. Yep. So then that's it for NXT TakeOver Phoenix talk. Uh, that was pretty quick. Or felt like it to me at the very least. Uh, <laughs> when 
this whole goes down, of course, we will be doing our post-show afterward to talk about whether we were right or wrong, whatever the hell else ended up happening, and all the other kind of things that go along with that. So stay tuned for that, everybody, and also stay tuned for the next part of this pay-per-view point prediction section, which is going to be the 2019 Royal Rumble predictions, so that's coming up your way as well. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and ring the bell for the notifications to be aware of when these videos get posted, as well as follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts at SmartOutMoment. Pay attention to all the other things that are happening on SmartOutMoment.com. Hit up the Redbubble or Public shops for merchandise. Check out the Patreon if you've got some spare change you want to throw our way. And follow all the other things that we have going on on all the different avenues that we have going on with stuff including I have fanboysanonymous.com. I've got, of course, e-wrestling news and Bleacher Report and plenty of other things that are happening there. These guys have their stuff as well. Callum? You can find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. Power rankings will be live at some point, either tomorrow or Friday. So check that out when it's live. Uh, and all the other weekly articles on smokemoment.com. And stay tuned to this channel for something new coming in the very, very near future. And for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice. Stay tuned to eWrestling News and WrestleZone.com. I will be doing the live coverage of NXT TakeOver Phoenix on WrestleZone, so that'll be fun. I'll also be doing the Fast Food Royal Rumble on Twitch just a little bit before... The Royal Rumble itself, that'll be through WrestleZone and the WrestleZone Daily over on Facebook. So I have all that stuff going on. The Triple Threat should be up around Thursday, Friday. It'll obviously be a Royal Rumble preview. And I'm saying TimeKillerApparel.com, where that's my clothing line. You can get shirts, hats, hoodies, sweatpants, all that good stuff. You know the deal. Tony? All right, everybody, spay new to your pets, according to Bob Barker, and stay tuned for the Royal Rumble talk. We will see you there. That's it for this part, though. Talk to you later, everybody. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Oh!